Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Hello, Holden. I am done with school for the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What are you, uh, I mean, aside from, of course, the podcast, what are you going to be doing this summer? Uh, we'll see. Maybe a little creative writing. Maybe a little Lego Star Wars finish that up. Maybe a little finish my Lego Death Star. Or not Death Star. Millennium Falcon. Sorry. Uh, you know me, Holden. Uh, probably watch some TV, you know? All that stuff to contribute to society. You might get married, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's <laughs> That that might happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, That's this is the first year where I don't really have that, so kind of missing that, but whatever. You know, I've been really good about that, too, Holden. Whenever someone asks me, I'm like, well, first off, I'm getting married. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, of course, the one time I recorded on a microphone, I... Yeah, no, I mean, you have your priorities. Obviously, Legos is is up there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will finish Lego Star Wars before I get married. So. Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of men. Just the whole concept of men in general. Yeah, it turns out they're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm very ashamed to be a man after seeing this movie. Because apparently all men are like the men in this movie, I guess. We'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) That one movie podcast. (laughs) But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the toms. Let's do the toms. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we, where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw being the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Let's do it, Holden. What do we have for trailers this right. week? A couple trailers this week. Let's start out with the one that I uh, never heard of this movie before, uh, but it's called Spiderhead. Uh, it was a new Netflix trailer that was released this week. Kind of just, I, I don't know if I saw the thumbnail or what it was, but of course I saw Chris Hemsworth and casting Chris Hemsworth worked on me because then I clicked on it. I was like, okay, let's see what this is. Um, and here we have some sort of a thriller, psychological thriller thing going on. What do you think of it, Jimmy? Uh, yeah, so it says it's a short story. That has been adapted. I know nothing about the short story. It looks like mystery stuff. It's another Netflix thing where they're like, here's a thing. Let's throw a bajillion dollars at famous actors. And (laughs) why do we do this? I don't know. Maybe we could just focus on making a good movie. That's my one of my big takeaways from the trailer is you have Chris Emsworth. Cool. I mean, it looks like he'll deliver some fun villainous performance. We haven't really gotten that too much from him before. Um, but like Miles Teller is also in this, but it kind of seems like he could just be played by anyone. Like <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I not Miles Teller can be a good actor, but this what I saw in the trailer, I was like, I don't. 
does this need to be Miles Teller, or did you just get him because he's a name that people know? Yeah, I. That's my thing. Is like Netflix. I don't want to pay more for Netflix just to have these certain people in these certain roles if it's mm-hmm. if it's not necessary. That's. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We shall see. Uh, I don't really have a sense for the quality of the movie based on the trailer. I've not read the short story. So, um, it looks like it's a facility. They're giving people these drugs injected into their back or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems like it could be a very cool concept. I, I, the whole, uh, like stories that are like, uh, people are in these facilities. Are they crazy? Are they not? I kind of think that's, that can be fun if done well. Um, and you have this whole like drug angle so i'm kind of i'm interested i feel like there are more bad ones than good ones though yeah certainly but i think as a concept if you do it well it could turn out really well and we i we have gotten some but um yeah i'm going bergeron holden yeah i'll go bergeron did we i I don't remember was there a release date oh i did not pay close enough attention so (laughs) i didn't either i've seen this trailer twice and i didn't pick up on it i'll i'll look it up right now but i'll start us going on the second trailer um which we have she hulk which kind of came out of no i didn't actually realize this was coming out this year i mean this show has been announced for a while now or whatever but um yeah she hulk new marvel series for disney plus um with the titular character i guess the full title of the series is she hulk attorney at law Uh, basically the concept of she hulk as a character is that she is a female version of hulk and that's kind of how just like all she was when she started out but as time has gone on she's become more of a lawyer personality um she's a lot more in control of her emotions than like the hulk is typically um she's often there's a she's a lot of her comics are played for comedy quite a bit as well. Uh, she's known for a lot of fourth wall breaking in the comics uh, in certain runs, but I'm not sure this one. This one doesn't really look like it's going with that angle. But um, I don't know. What do you think of the trailer? Um, I don't know anything about She-Hulk. Uh, obviously, the whole talk is the CGI is mm-hmm. wonky, and I agree. I, my biggest problem is like I don't think it looks like the actress at all. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hulk still looks like mark ruffalo like it looks like it's based on his face and everything this like they just changed her her appearance <laughs> completely it seems yeah no she does look a lot different and i i think that is probably the biggest issue because like the cg itself i don't think is like a whole lot worse than like hulk's cg like it, i mean you can it's still hulk has always looked fake i mean obviously he's a big green guy like Wait, it's hulk's hard- not real yeah believe it or not um and so the cg itself i think looks as good as like how hulk has always looked but yeah as you said it's like the uncanny valley like changes they've made to her face that just look weird yeah and um i think it also hurts that she's more like humanoid than hulk like she's not as like she's not just a giant block of a green huge person she's more like she looks more like a typical human shape just slightly bigger and more muscular not Mm -hmm. to the extremes of hulk and i think that it's almost like an uncanny valley effect where it's like she's almost a person yeah but she's not where hulk is farther away from being just a a thing we would see in real life Mm -hmm. so i think that hurts the cgi in terms of the story i have no idea i mean about a 
abomination or whatever is in it again. Yeah, Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Great. I don't remember that original movie at all. <laughs> it's weird that we haven't gotten a Mark Ruffalo solo film in the MCU. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of tangent, but I think there's there were some like rights issues for a while with the Hulk where like that original one was made by Universal. And so I don't know if Universal had the rights, but they like, they could like stop movies from being made, but couldn't make movies themselves or something. I don't know. There's some weird legal stuff. But yeah, well, hopefully She-Hulk, attorney at law, can get it all sorted out. Um, <laughs> I also think She-Hulk kind of just sounds like a donkey. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. <laughs> um, yeah. The- so that's my expert analysis there. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about this, Holden. But here is what I have to say is that this show needs to be good because the MCU, I think, is at a crux and are, are not maybe at it yet, but they're coming to this point. And this is my ancient history nerd brain uh, activating. But I'm like, the MCU is getting very big and it's ex- expanding greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, not only have you introduced the multiverse, but now you have a million Disney Plus shows coming out yeah. that it's overwhelming people. And not that you needed to see WandaVerse to understand, or excuse me, Wanda Vision <laughs> in order to understand Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but you really should have <laughs> to get the full experience. And I just am like, Okay, the MCU, they're ancient Rome, they're expanding. Are they going to be too big and is it going to fall apart? Because I think that if they push it too far and there are too many shows and people lose interest because it's like, you know, a show is a lot more of a commitment than a movie. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to build up to Avengers Infinity War with 20 movies that you don't need to see all of them. You can see, you know, the bigger ones and get what's going on. And it's a completely different thing to have. 20 movies and 20 TV shows on a streaming service that you need to watch leading up to the next big Avengers thing. I'm just thinking that if they push this too far or the quality of the shows is not good enough for people to get invested in it, the MCU might be too big. Yeah, And it will begin to fail. And I think their return on investment will start to fall. And I'm just saying, heed my warning, Marvel. (laughs) You gotta Kevin rein it Feige, in a little if you're bit. Listening. You gotta rein it in, and you gotta. I I think less is more. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think I will qualify this real quick. Mm-hmm. And every time I've doubted the MCU, they've proven me wrong. So mm-hmm. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, I I think the shows people are becoming like they're not as like not as must watch. Like I think Moon Knight did well, but like not it's my guess it's it's the least watched mcu show on disney plus because i didn't see like tons of people talking about it like i did for a lot of other ones so i think i feel like people are just getting tired of the disney plus shows um especially since i mean phase four so far is like so disjointed and everything um that it, it doesn't we don't really see like the consequences of all of these things being set up quite yet um which i i have been giving it benefit of the doubt because obviously like end game ended like that three phase structure and phase one was also very like just introducing a bunch of things and so i felt like this is kind of that again but 
I mean, we've already seen like it all come together. So I think people are just like eager to get to that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't really feel like they're building towards anything. And it, when mm-hmm. it did, it seemed like they went away from it. It's like, oh, Loki's building towards something. And it's like, well, nobody really has <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we haven't seen the consequences of Loki yet, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spider-Man No Way Home is building towards something. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like they're off on their own little adventures, which is okay. But um, I don't know. Unless they keep the TV shows irrelevant to what's going on in the universe as a whole. But I also don't think that is the best idea to get people to watch your shows. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, all of that is to say um, I, I f- I'm not putting all of this on She-Hulk. No. Like one single TV series, uh, which seems to be more of like a comedy series anyway. Um, but let's, we just got off on a tangent about Marvel right now. Yeah, no, I just was like, how do I bring this up in the pod? Oh, here's a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just it. saying, okay, Moon Knight, people with Luke Orman. If uh, She-Hulk and Miss Marvel, people are lukewarm on that. It's like, well, how are you going to get people to watch your next show? Yeah. Um, and I'm already starting to like get tired of it. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm like, I guess we'll watch that, or I guess we'll watch Miss Marvel. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we probably will. I mean, I it'll probably be fine, especially since Miss we know Miss Marvel's going to tie into the Marvels movie, so. That movie I'm not very excited about. Neither am I, no. (laughs) See, that's what I'm like. I don't... If you're tying it into things I don't care about, like, I don't know. I will see. I'm just... I'm at a Bergeron, Holden. They they need to start delivering... She-Hulk. They need to start delivering more consistently with their shows. Um... Yeah. uh, So then the other thing, which I didn't have us watch, but... Did you see that the Mission Impossible 7 trailer got leaked? No. Uh, so it got leaked, and I watched some of it, but, like, the audio is unfinished in it. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to, like, I'm sure they'll release the full thing in, like, the next week or so. I was going to say, it makes sense to play it right before Top Gun. I mean, yeah, that it makes would. Sense. Um, uh, I mean, from, briefly from what I saw, it looked very cool, but uh, we'll talk about that more when that hat comes out. Um. Speaking of Marvel shows, though, Jimmy, I actually forgot to write this down, but I saw this like yesterday or the day before. Um, but Disney is working on more Daredevil, officially confirmed for Disney Plus. But it's um, completely like different, isn't it? I don't know. I, I I know a lot of people are like not excited about it. Well, so it's different showrunners, um, which isn't a huge deal because i feel like each season of daredevil already had different showrunners it wasn't like they had someone consistent um who was it i have them here uh corman and ord what are their first names oh uh, matt corman and chris ord who i'm not really familiar with their other work um so i don't think they've confirmed if charlie cox is back but kevin feige has said like in the past that charlie cox will play daredevil so i feel like that's safe not much is really known about it no release dates or story or anything people are like not sure if this is still gonna be like tvma like the other daredevil stuff has been um but i don't know i'm Personally, I'm like cautiously optimistic because even even if they weren't to go TVMA, I would be upset. But Charlie Cox is so good in the role. I just kind of want to see more of him as Daredevil. 
I haven't seen Daredevil yet. I'll give it a Bergeron. Sure. Uh, I will. I'll give a Bergeron as well. Um. All right, Jimmy. So this week they announced a, a new Pixar movie coming out next year, which I had real. I think uh, prior to this point we didn't know anything coming out after Lightyear, uh, but next year we are getting Elemental. Uh, it is a new original Pixar film coming out in June of 2023. Uh, it is going to follow a world full of elemental-based characters, uh, and there was like a big major piece of concept art that was released alongside the announcement and it basically showed like this water guy talking to this fire girl walking in around in this cool looking city I'm looking um, it up here what oh yeah it looks like kind of like uh inside out yeah yeah kind of that style um it's going to be directed by peter sohn uh, who was the director of The Good Dinosaur, which was mediocre, but whatever. <laughs> um, I thought the water guy looked like Osmosis Jones a bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. Are you interested at all in this, Jimmy? Uh, I mean, it's a Pixar movie, so Bergeron, I guess. I'm just kind of in the middle today on everything. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, nothing too exciting in terms of news, I don't think. Um, I'll give a Bergeron as well. Um, so this week there was some sort of like press, or it was I, I don't remember exactly, but Kathleen Kennedy said a bunch of things this week. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think don't know I, if I think I did hear something about Solo. Okay, yeah, I didn't write that down. We can t- <laughs> we can talk about that real quick. So she said that they like. It sounded like a promise. I don't know if she was talking to like shareholders or who this was or if she was like making public announcements. Um, but she said something. She's like, we're, we're no longer going to be recasting any of our classic characters. The way which I'm like, the, <laughs> the way my cousin phrased it to me is like, was like the one thing that they learned from Solo is that you can't recast classic characters. I'm like, that is not the takeaway from yeah, Solo. I that- like, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. not the like Alden Ehrenreich like did an all right I mean he wasn't just trying to do like Harrison Ford and I thought he did like a decent job for like what he was given I don't he wasn't the problem yeah and uh Donald Glover did good as uh um Lando Lando yeah um yeah I mean th- those aren't the issues with that movie <laughs> like I don't like I mean, you, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan. Like, what yeah, are you talking yeah. about? Like, that's, like, the most <laughs> successful thing you have. <laughs> um, that's a good point. So, okay, Kathleen Kennedy. A lot of people on the internet just to like just like to crap on Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, before I just tear into what she said, she is an incredibly accomplished producer and force in Hollywood behind some of my favorite films ever and a lot of, and a lot of the greatest films of all time and influential stuff. So and credit also, where credit is due. But she and also, she is not the person to be running Lucasfilm. I think she needs to step away. Like I think it is time that you step away, Kathleen Kennedy, because clearly like this is this is not working out. Like this has been a failure. <laughs> Honestly, you can't look at the Disney Star Wars stuff and not call it a failure at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, Honestly, there were successes within there, but I think overall they just they they messed it up. I I, get Dave Filoni 
like I don't I I don't know if he has the credibility to be like ahead of like that company, but he needs to he needs to be like Kevin Feige for Star Wars, I think. Unless he just doesn't want to be. I don't know. Yeah. I I just think look, Kathleen Kennedy, you are incredible. You have done so many great things. I think you deserve a lot of praise and you get way too much hate, but also it's mm-hmm. it's time to to step away. I think it's just time to cut your losses <laughs> like um and for her to say the one thing we learned from solo is that i think that just kind of is an example of how she seems out of touch with with what star wars kind of needs right now mm-hmm. uh which is unfortunate um what what other things <laughs> were said <laughs> oh uh so the, the thing i had written down was that they said uh that officially ryan johnson's trilogy is moved to the back burner um now their their claims is because uh he is so tied up with like the knives out movies and he has like a picture deal he signed with netflix um but so they never use the words canceled in this but come on the first (laughs) time i saw the collider article i was like ryan johnson's ryan johnson's star wars trilogy delayed i'm like what i mean like that's the most obvious (laughs) headline i could ever think of um look as much as I would love to see a trilogy of Ryan Johnson Star Wars movies, that would not be the correct thing to do, I think, in the, the current climate of Star Wars. No. Because um, I do enjoy The Last Jedi, and I really like elements at the core of its film, of the film, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that would be another tone-deaf decision made by the uh, people running Lucasfilm. And I will say, look, you, you make Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, great. You make Ahsoka great. I can overlook a lot of these things that have gone wrong mm-hmm. the last few years. Uh, but I, I was talking to my cousin yesterday, and I was like, if Obi-Wan Kenobi's not good, I'm like, forget it. I'm like, I think you have to call it a failure, Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah. It seems like the most surefire hit. So, like, if they can't get that right, like... It's apparently, like, Logan and the Joker, and Joker, or whatever. <laughs> well, I, I... Is it actually like that? I thought it was, like, I saw something that there was a poster that reminded them of, like, the Logan poster or something. No, I saw the headline was uh, director... I think it was Deborah Chow who said it's character-driven, like, Logan and Joker. This is a complete tangent, but did you see the comment that, like, Colin Trevorrow made about Jurassic World? How he said that, like, the new big dinosaur in that is, like, the Joker of the Jurassic World franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Some some dinosaurs just want to see the world burn. Um, That is really dumb, if (laughs) if true. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Uh boy what kathleen kennedy so the ryan johnson's films delay whatever i mean who cares is patty jenkins still making her movie what is going on how (laughs) has there not been a star wars movie since rise like they have completely messed this up and they have the mandalorian congratulations you have the mandalorian (laughs) my guess is it's just because like I mean, so with Solo, they like their big takeaway at the time was like, okay, we need to stop doing these side things. These are like too many movies that are coming out. And then the movie that came out after that was Rise of Skywalker, which the worst Star Wars yeah, movie of the, all time. 
the worst Star Wars movie. So I think after two duds uh, for different reasons in a row, uh, I think they're just like we need to take a break from the from the films. And Arguably three, if you if you d- really hate the Last Jedi. Remember when? Uh, oh, David Benioff and DB Weiss were gonna make <laughs> Star Wars movies or whatever. Made what is right going on? Cutting them. What is happening? I like I like how. Wow, we are just going on tangents with this. I I like how they have consistently just been hiring like the most like con- not like controversial and necessarily like a bad way, but just like people aren't liking these directors anymore. Like Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, Patty Jenkins lost some merit. Obviously, people don't like the Last Jedi. Obviously, Game of Thrones ending. It's just like they keep consistently having this bad luck. Colin Trevorrow made regarding Henry, which apparently was terrible. Yeah, Book of Henry. Nobody cares about J.J. Abrams anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, they just—I mean, like, like Marvel keeps getting all of these like hot directors like to do their stuff. I and I don't see how like Star Wars is just so much different and so much worse at doing that. <laughs> just have Ron Howard make Star Wars movies until he <laughs> dies. Just these safe, <laughs> just dull Star Wars <laughs> movies. Solo was fine. Yeah, was Solo, fine. Solo was all right. I, I feel like people just hate it for no reason. I think the takeaway should have been, maybe we shouldn't make things that nobody wants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um. So now we have Obi-Wan Kenobi. And look, all is forgiven if Obi-Wan Kenobi is good. <laughs> Maybe I can't wait for Palpatine to come back again, but That'd in reverse, he's still alive. Never mind, he doesn't need to come back. Um, this is another tangent, Holden. But seeing uh, <laughs> this is leading up to since Obi Wan Kenobi starts. Wait, next can't week. we just let's just go over this and what are you doing? Bombadil. Everything's about Star Wars is a Bombadil. Yeah, Bombadil for Star Wars. Um, um, okay, Bong Joon Ho. Well, I was gonna I was gonna say my quick Obi Wan Kenobi thing. <laughs> Because I don't know where else to say it. Because there's nowhere else to say it. Because we're not reviewing it yet. Uh, next week, first two episodes come out. I am predicting that Leia will make an appearance. Because seeing A New Hope in the State Theater, like I said, uh, and what are you doing last week? I, like She's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Well, how does she know who Obi-Wan is? That makes sense that there would be some sort of connection here. Little 10-year-old Leia or whatever she is. He's going to he's going to uh, Alderaan for a little thing or something. I mean, I guess I haven't seen it in a while, but I just kind of assumed that like she had heard of Obi-Wan and like how? Holden, how? That's what I say. He's a legendary Jedi. I don't know, like <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe like he could like appear to like her adoptive parents or whatever, but I don't know. I don't think she she'll necessarily meet him. Um. Yeah. No. I think. Uh, I don't. I'm not guaranteeing it, but I think there's a good chance. Right. It would make sense in terms of the the canon. All right. More so than him seeing Darth Vader. I don't know how they're gonna explain that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll see. Anyway, anywho, Holden, Bong Joon-ho. Yeah, so Bong Joon-ho, we've previously talked about one of his upcoming movies. Sounds like this is the one that's kind of taking center stage for him right now. It's the sci-fi film Mickey 7. 
But anyway, I can't remember exactly the synopsis. Forgot to write it down. Anyway, previously we knew Robert Pattinson was going to be starring in it. But now also uh, Tony Collette and Mark Ruffalo have joined the cast for it. Nice. So Sounds good. That's what I've got about it. Sweet. Broca. <laughs> I'll give it a Broca. I'm giving something a Broca. Yeah. We like those actors. Broca. I know that this is probably not news from this week, but I know Patty Jenkins is no longer on Cleopatra. Oh, really? I think it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier person. Oh, my God. Who has, like, done other good things, though. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, also announced this week, uh, Black Mirror is getting a season six, actually. Um, so this one, really all that's known about it is that it is apparently going to be more cinematic in scope, they claim. Every episode's going to be $100, $100 million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to have Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Of more Black Mirror. Netflix needs Black Mirror right now. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> They need Black Mirror. And you don't feel, need to throw a billion dollars at every episode. Gee whiz. I feel like considering how like little like this like it's basically just an announcement, I wouldn't be surprised if like Netflix after their stock dropped and everything, they went back to Charlie Booker or whatever and they're like, Please do a Black Mirror <laughs> season six. We'll pay you a lot. Well, I mean, we really haven't really gotten any Black Mirror in the last three years. Mm-hmm. I guess we got Bandersnatch, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited. It is a very hit or miss show, but it's always like interesting, at least like conceptually. So, yeah. Did you? I don't know if you put this. So I'll give that a Broca. Yeah, Broca. Assuming Netflix still exists at that time, am I right? <laughs> uh, did you put anything about the Stranger Things episodes being so long? I didn't put it down, but when I was talking about that, it made me think of it. Um, so, yeah, Stranger Things, it was announced this week. So, first of all, one of the weird things is that it's not being split. The season is not being split evenly like we had initially thought. I don't know if it had been confirmed before, but part one is going to be seven episodes, and part two is only two episodes. But one of them is like two and a half hours long or something. Yeah. The, fin- the finale is two and a half hours long, uh, supposedly, and like the two prior episodes, episode seven and eight, are both like an hour and a half each. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I mean, it makes sense because it took them a couple of years, mm-hmm. three years. How many years has it been since season three? It's been three, three years. Like, yeah. by the time the last episodes will have come out, it'll, like, three years on the dot, basically. They're all going to be, like, 30, <laughs> 30 <laughs> when they're done. <laughs> they're um, actually... I, I figured most of them were, like, early 20s, but a lot of them are still under 20, which kind of surprised me. Huh. Uh, what was I saying now? Um, you know what? This is still better than the all-in-one dump. You know... Uh, split the season where there's a big cliffhanger or where I want to mm-hmm. watch it and build the hype. That's that's the way to do it, Netflix. You need to build the hype. And I still think you should just do it weekly. But... Yeah. And, and <laughs> Okay, here go. Another rant. Buckle up, folks. <laughs> I don't understand why, if you're Netflix, you wouldn't do it. What is the incentive for you not to space them out weekly? Uh, yeah, like, I mean... You're it, literally a subscription service. We've seen time and time again that there's more hype building up between each episode yeah, and they, people they like to, to be a part what... of that and then you also believe it or not if you have eight episodes or nine episodes of a show that's 
two months, three months of a subscription that people have to pay to watch it rather than just dumping them all at once. You have hype for a week and then it's gone. Someone gets a free subscription and watches it and then leaves. Like, <laughs> I get okay. Um, look, I get it. Squid Game, you know, not like you wouldn't expect a huge audience for that right away, um, and especially in like the United States. But this so is, you can dump that; it gains momentum over time. But this is something people are looking forward to. This is their biggest show, and they see like Disney with like Marvel and Star Wars shows. How much people like will theorize and hype up those? Like you could just do that with Stranger Things. People would do it. I don't. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that if you're Netflix, unless you're like, well, they get people will start to expect certain things, and then they're disappointed. Uh, I feel like people are only disappointed when it's actually bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, weird stuff. Netflix, I guess, broke that they're moving in the right direction. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of eager, like, to see this two and a half hour long episode because I like that's like some confidence to like have that be that long, especially since it's not the series finale. Um, I wonder what the longest episode of TV is in a series that was like more than three seasons long. Like the MASH finale, I feel, is like over two hours long. Okay. Um, um, but I don't know. But like, I mean, it, like Better Call Saul, the, the mid-season finale, I guess, is this next week. And it's like, oh my gosh, like it, the, I'm really excited for it. There's mm-hmm. going to be like the ramifications after this event happens in the last episode it's gonna be like oh anything could happen after this i'm gonna be on the edge of my seat for the next couple months till mid-july when the second half of the season comes out and so i mean that's a great way to do it and um, mash finale is two and a half hours long so all right so stranger things and mash (laughs) (laughs) Um, um yeah, uh, so I think I'll give yeah Brokaw for this, yeah, which I think you already said. Yeah. Um, f- my final piece of news is uh, gaming news. I don't know if you have any other movie or gaming news yourself, but I saw that uh, Jedi Fallen Order sequel has all been but confirmed. Uh, supposedly, it's going to be called uh, Jedi Survivor. Um, two or something like that isn't what it? isn't it like jedi survivor two or something something confusing. Is, i thought it was just jedi survivor jedi two survivor <laughs> oh maybe yeah something that'd like probably it. be more likely no um, I, jedi survivor it's cool sounds a good cool name yeah and uh, apparently uh they're currently looking at a release window of end of next year so end of 2023 can't wait to play it in 2027 uh <laughs> uh yeah that was a fun game make the map not as to make it easier just go back to the beginning of the map yeah make <laughs> it less tedious to go th- or if nothing else make it easier to like fast travel between points on the map seriously um i should replay that game especially since they have a ps5 patch yeah um, yes good stuff good story uh and yeah. in, in general for that game um again not exactly sure how it works right now <laughs> It, I love how like just half of the Jedi actually survived Order sixty six in the Star yeah. Wars canon anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, wow, what a tangential, nonsensical Tom segment this week. Yeah, this is probably the most tangential it's been, um, but that's okay. Uh, nonsensical is one way you could describe the movie that we are going to be talking about. Um, 
Matt, do you have anything else or can I, you know, gracefully transition into the movie? I don't know. If I maybe would argue your nonsensical point of men. I would just use the word boring. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into that in our non-spoiler review, Holden. You, you get us there. Yeah, uh, men. All right, so Men is the newest A24 film. Um, It's directed by Alex Garland, who has previously directed one of Jimmy's favorite movies, and a a movie I also quite enjoy, Ex Machina. Um, And he also directed the sci-fi film Annihilation from a few years ago, which Jimmy liked and I did not. Um, But... After watching this, I want to rewatch that, and I feel like I will like it more because this is. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah. We did not enjoy this movie, um, which is a disappointment because it looked interesting. We like the director; he's a very talented writer director. Um, even outside of his the movies he's directed, he's written like you know Sunshine and um, Twenty Eight Days Later. He worked with Danny Boyle on some stuff, but. Um, and he made that TV show a few years ago, Devs, which I think was good. Um, but, yeah. Um, Official synopsis here, Holden. Yeah, read it out. In Hold the it. aftermath of a personal tra- tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread... I would just say walking around the woods very boring soon becomes a fully formed nightmare inhabited by her darkest memories and fears wow that sounds way more exciting than this movie actually was um yeah so this movie is very very boring um it has a i'll I'll give it that the concept could have been interesting it if it was more subtle and if it was like just i don't know not as boring i feel like the trailer you get a good sense for a lot of the movie just by watching the trailer um i honestly don't think there's anything in the movie that's not conveyed in the trailer yeah yeah honestly you're (laughs) you're right (laughs) i cannot think of a single thing that i was like oh that really i can think of one thing that i was like oh that added a, a level that i liked it wasn't even necessarily necessary um but literally the trailer, like if you've seen the trailer, you've seen a better version of this movie. Yeah. Here's how it, I would describe this movie, Holden. Okay. It is a 15-minute short film that was stretched out to an hour and 40 minutes for God knows why. Yeah. Uh, this is, ha- a quarter of this movie is just uh, Jesse Buckley walking around <laughs> or driving, doing nothing. Okay, <laughs> it's pretty sure but there's nothing happening. Maybe it's time for you to think. Well, you don't need to think because this is the most obvious banging on your head ideas like, oh, it turns out her her significant other, her ex-husband was just a jerk to say these things to her and to put this weight on her, clearly. Oh, this other guy who's played by the same actor in the village, also just a jerk. <laughs> and just all men in this movie are just terrible. Yeah, it... <laughs> Um, I I feel bad for Jesse Buckley because we've now the only two movies we've ever covered that she's in <laughs> are movies that are incredibly pretentious, uh, and 
we didn't really enjoy either. Um, but I'm thinking of ending things that at least was like a well-made and somewhat interesting movie that w- it just didn't click with either of us. Um, I can see why someone would like I'm thinking of ending yeah. things. I cannot see why <laughs> someone thinks this is a good movie. Like, I would really need to be persuaded. I, mm-hmm. I do not think this is a good movie at all. I think Which it's is, such a swing and a miss, and it's so disappointing because, like you said, Alex Garland, I think, is a fantastic director. He only makes a film every three or four years, and I, I've enjoyed his other two films, and mm-hmm. this is just, wow, and uh, a dud. And I, I also brought up because like Jesse Buckley, I think the performances in general are probably the most consistently like solid thing. Um, a lot of the issues are with the writing. Um, you have Jesse Buckley. She's very good. Very good actress. I like pretty much everything she's in. She's good in this. Um, her character is just terrible. <laughs> but um, then you have Rory Kinnear, who's the one who plays all of the different men in the village, who I think did a very good job. Um, and conceptually, if it was just written more subtly and those characters had more to do or whatever, like, I think it would just be more engaging. Um, so it's not really, it's not on the actors at all. I don't think, um, but this is one of those movies that I could not wait for it to be over. Mm-hmm. a lot of the time like there were parts where i was like if if we weren't doing this for the podcast i was like i just want to leave i don't know <laughs> if i would actually done it but i very much just wanted to leave for yeah a, i mean a, i was like a good chunk of this movie and you know what i it's, i mean for probably for better and worse i'm glad i stayed till the end because um you know at least we got some interesting stuff at the end. Hilariously stupid. Yeah, hilariously stupid stuff at the end. Um, um, I I wanted to say, uh, before we move too far off of Harper, uh, Harper's character is, like, this movie is all, like, supposed to be, you know, uh, the message is, like, men can be pretty terrible. And, you know, uh, there's domestic abuse and all of this stuff. But her, like, her character is entirely defined by this. Like yeah, there, she doesn't she, stand on her. It's she is defined by her situation mm-hmm. more she than has, she has her own personality. Yeah, she doesn't like the only thing we get is she has a friend that she talks to, but all she talks to her friend about is her situation with her abusive like dead husband and the trauma that faced. Um, she apparently it, does some sort of business esque thing. Like, yeah, like they didn't business. really define. At first, I was like, <laughs> "Is she just a writer?" Like, I, I didn't know. She's kind of like on a business call at one point in the movie. It was like two lines, and that's like all that's ever mentioned of that profession. But that's like all we get. Everything else is just her, and I mean. I feel like it wouldn't bother me so much if like this was like the the purpose of this trip was like self-discovery or something and you know she learns more about herself but she doesn't she like she's just like constantly like tormented by these visions of her past and like the things happening around her and like she doesn't really grow even though like the ending of this movie I think is supposed to symbolize that but I totally did not like get that at all um yeah uh so her friends through in this throughout and she's like no I, d- I don't want you to come out i won't like well if you're really trying to escape i, I don't know i feel like having a friend there would be a, a good thing mm-hmm. i don't there's just 
I like you said, they they don't do anything for her character. She's just completely defined by her situation, and mm-hmm. like you're, you obviously like sympathize with what she's going through, and and you like, <laughs> whenever men are terrible to her, she's just like, hey, quit being so ter- f off and quit being so terrible to me. It's like yeah, <laughs> it's to me, it's almost like Alex Garland found out that oh, look at all these things that men can say to women. Like yeah, we already knew those things were terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've you didn't teach me anything new from this movie. I don't know what you were going for. The the themes are as surface level as if our. It's like one of those things where if Alex Garland says it exists, that's good enough for him in this movie. Like he doesn't do anything with it really. I the most that I'll say but it's still obvious it's like every man character in that village is like terrible in a different way and i feel like it's i mean the it's like the the whole like idea of the same faces it's all like the same guys uh just being terrible still but just in different ways yeah men are all Um, awful yeah they're all (laughs) awful just in like different ways that like men could potentially be awful to women and as a concept that's cool whatever i think that's but you need to be more like deeper than that and i don't like i'm not even like super into like very symbolic movies or anything but the symbolism in this movie doesn't mean anything (laughs) or nothing nothing beyond the obvious yeah nothing beyond the obvious everything that's like it's like it's like slow plotting like random shots of like a statue or something half of it doesn't mean anything like as, as much as I can tell, and from or if kind of it what I've does, seen. or if it does, the movie is not interesting enough mm-hmm. to make me want to dissect it. Exactly, and and the yeah. other and the other things are also su- surface level. That it's just it's not good. It's boring. And again, I'll compare this movie to, um, oh gosh, no, oh, promising young woman, which you mm-hmm. have a lot of the same sort of ideas of like, oh, here's how. Our society in the West kind of can discriminate or kind of treat women unfairly, um, and and it may not necessarily be new to you, but this is going to play out in this really interesting plot. And if it is new to you, then that's then you can learn about this way. Whereas this is like, okay, here's how men can be, you know, be awful to women but it's just like nothing interesting is happening so it's like okay yes i understand and so um, a lot of the also going back to that a lot of the interactions in that movie are i mean some more so than others but are more subtle in like the absolutely. ways men can be like terrible to women because like in this it's just like oh you have a priest that's like i mean this is in the trailer it's like oh you drove your husband to kill himself <laughs> like she's like no i what she's like what no what um yeah uh there's just there's just nothing there's nothing here i Mm -hmm. and and then it's just so pretentious and so just smelling its own farts yeah Um, this movie's head is way up its own ass (laughs) like (laughs) uh and it's a shame uh i will uh so this movie goes into horror uh, at times, which you could probably guess from the trailer, uh, it had the potential to be spooky, and then it just let's jump scares. <laughs> it just resorted to cheap jump scares over and over and over again. Yeah, there's and um, 
so it's not first of all it's not scary there's some disturbing imagery like in it but every single like i'll probably talk about this more in spoilers every time there's a potentially creepy thing we see it is beat over your head so much that by the end of it it is just like i'm like desensitized to it and now when i think back to it i'm like well that could have been cool if he used it once or something like but (laughs) yeah um yeah, massive disappointment i would say massive swing and a miss i think this is definitely not a worth a movie worth seeing no if you um, have not seen it do not go see it i do not think it's good um it's too really, bad and it also has the google percentage of like dislike is 49 percent people liked it that's yeah. very low which i you know, I was kind of uh, perusing reviews on Letterboxd, and a lot of people seem to... I, I think the average rating on that is around a 3.1 right now, which is pretty low for an A24 movie. That's basically just straight in the middle, but a lot of people seem to be kind of agreeing with what we're saying. Um, but I oh, I will... Okay, so the performances in general, I think, are good, like one of the good parts. I think the soundtrack is cool. Yeah, um, um, and it's kind of, I mean, like, if you've seen the trailer, <laughs> you've seen the soundtrack. You've heard the soundtrack, too. Yeah, and they, I mean, the way they incorporate the, like, the tunnel echoes throughout the movie and everything, I, I like, I really like that stuff, um, but it's just, <laughs> it's for a movie that is just doesn't really deserve it, honestly. I think this is one of those cases where, like, you have an A24 movie that's very pretty by a known director, and people are just afraid to say that it's not a good movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that these scores are like, oh, well, people are going to think this is a good movie, so I think it's a good movie. And it's like, no, I think you just need to see through that and take yourself out of... take If you just take all the surrounding information away and just watch the movie in a vacuum... I think it's not a good movie. It's going to go more down over time as more people realize that, oh, other people didn't like this movie either. <laughs> like, it's it's not even like a, like a bandwagoning kind of thing. I think you're right that people are just assume that it's an A24 movie that people are going to like, so they pretend to like it. But I don't think this is not going to be a, a horror classic for anyone. I don't, I don't think. think so. And maybe someone out there has this interpretation of it they're perceiving it in a way that I completely did not uh, understand myself, and maybe they could win me over. But I, I, I am very skeptical. I saw it uh, compared once to the film Mother from a few years ago. I, I remember that coming out. I never did see it with mm. uh, Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that movie is better than this. I think that movie is more consi- has is more consistent with its disturbing imagery and it definitely is pretentious. But um I I would rather rewatch that than this. Yep. Uh, all right, Holden. Anything else before our ratings and then spoiler review? Um No, let's just give our ratings. I'm going to go th- 3 and a half. Lower than Boss Baby <laughs> Family Business. I enjoyed Boss Baby Family <laughs> Business way more. Three and a half. Yeah, um, I think I'll settle. I think I'll settle same score I gave that. I'll give it a four and a half. Um, yeah, I'm content with that. 
It's pretty. I like the idea of the soundtrack. The concept is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, should have been a short film. Yeah, totally agree. This would be this would be such a good short film. Yeah, it, but of course it isn't. <laughs> it's, nope, it's an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> Somebody cut it into a short film, and then and then I can recommend it to people. Um, now I'm just thinking of some of Ari Aster's weird short films, like the one with the the dad. Oh yeah, messed up. Anywho, Holden, <laughs> let's talk about spoilers. Yeah, um, spoilers for men. Honestly, I think you guys should just listen to this section. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not don't recommend you go see this. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Um. Now, where do you want to start? She, with she just takes a picture of a naked guy. Yeah. How do you not see him? <laughs> <laughs> and like the the naked guy, so the naked guy first showing up, it was like kind of funny, but kind of like oh, it's kind of creepy. He's just a guy in the woods or whatever. He's watching her. But that was one of the first examples of what I mentioned earlier, where he just keeps showing up, and every time it just gets like funnier, like when he shows up. Um, and like, I mean, even just the second main appearance when he's like peering in through the windows at her, um, it, it's supposed to be scary, but it's just kind of funny, like, honestly. Um, I mean, it's obviously not great that, you know, he's like stalking her, but just like his expression, the fact that he's fully nude and like the whole scene plays out that he, that she just like keeps missing where he is. Yeah. It's, it's almost comedy. (laughs) um i don't know i i didn't think it was necessarily hilarious so i guess it was somewhat creepy um and then he he, uh gets arrested by the cops Mm -hmm. they just let him go (laughs) which i don't this movie isn't clear to me like the the imagery of the men and everything is obvious but the movie isn't clear to me about the rules of like what is actually happening like literally like in this um which obviously a lot of it is symbolic and everything but like so much of this i can't tell how much of it is real how much of it is fake and the fact that you have all of these men with the same face and then you have like the one cop who's female who's like doesn't really seem to notice at all but even if that's all in like Harper's head, I feel like there's enough evidence later on in the movie that it's not all in her head, that it's just weird to me that like, I don't know. It's, it's very unclear to me. I don't know what, how you felt about that. Yeah. And it's supposed to be ambiguous Holden, which means it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, clearly didn't you understand that? <laughs> yeah. My thing is, is I think it works better if it's look, I get it. You have the whole thing with the lights flickering on and off. Oh my gosh, it's the same guy. They're all the same. All these <laughs> men, they're all terrible in their own unique ways. We could have gotten that. You didn't need to go through this pretentious crap, all right, for us to get that idea. They're all played by the same actor, okay? <laughs> we understand. I think it's would be more compelling if it were different actors and then you did the flashing thing. Oh, Oh goodness, they're all terrible in their own ways. No, yeah, we, we just, already see it through the same actor. And then you, and by doing the flashy things, and one moment it's the naked guy, and then the next moment it's the priest, and the next moment moment it's the Airbnb guy. You know, like you didn't. 
it, you didn't need that. You, like it's like we already knew they were the same. And um, in, in some ways, I guess now as you were talking about that, in some ways, adding all of these like horror monster elements towards the end of the movie, I feel like dulls some of the point. It it takes away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I mean, the whole point is like men are terrible, but now you're also you're throwing in the possibility that this is just like a monster (laughs) that is like stalking her. And so then it's like, well, is is it just the monster that's terrible to her and not actually these men or whatever? It's so that's just it adds in an extra layer of, of befuddlement. I think you can just leave the the weird naked guy as the antagonist, and then all the other versions of Roy Kinnear are, just fail to help her or don't take her seriously, mm-hmm. which yeah. they do throughout. But like, you don't need to literally have them at the end, yeah, for exactly. that point to get across. And again, it just takes away from the subtlety. It makes it cheesier. It makes it what's actually happening. It it it, it uh, muddles up the rules of the universe and therefore just makes it less accessible and it just yeah it just hits the point over the head mm-hmm. and we get it um <laughs> we got to talk about how that the that the thing i don't know what else to call it uh gave birth like four times at the end oh my god so yeah that yeah, so the the main guy, he, he, I don't understand the point. The naked guy keep kept like growing leaves. I didn't, I didn't get that part uh, at all. But um, then, well, yeah, at the end, it keeps giving birth. And the first time, I'm like, okay, this is kind of creepy, you know, creepy imagery, whatever. Like, I mean, I don't entirely know what it means, but it's it's disturbing at least. And then each successive time it happened, it, like this is what I was saying before, it just became less and less effective to the point where you were like, if they do it one more time, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like it was just one after another. It was like 10 minutes straight of just the of just Rory Kinnear giving birth in different ways to other <laughs> Rory Kinnears. <laughs> and then finally her husband. And it's Yeah, like, finally her oh, husband. Okay, they have the same uh, damage done to them. I don't like so I guess is it fake then because she definitely like she didn't intentionally do the same damage to him he didn't just get rebirth the same he got well, rebirth with the same damage somehow it just happened happened to be that way unless it was all in her head yeah I, I mean care. I guess well okay so the one thing I mean you have the whole arm thing which I'll get into in a bit but like the ankle like the the naked guy just steps and breaks his ankle which was like funny <laughs> it wasn't even anything she did or anything it just like happens because well, it needed to get to that symbolic point maybe it was from the car crash i guess i don't know i didn't maybe. it was kind of i i didn't i wasn't exactly sure when it happened but um, but yeah so it breaks his ankle and then yeah as you said gets to the point where it was before i just God damn, who cares? She ate the apple from the tree. She, you know, women are the reason that men are corrupted. Am I right? The Bible. Great, great uh, subtle stuff there. Which also, why, like, I, I mean, yeah, that's the biblical imagery or whatever, but I don't get the point of that if your whole critique is on men themselves. Why do you even insert the possibility of women being part of the problem well i think it's like i think it's kind of the whole thing that's like oh she's it's kind of reinforcing that idea of like um oh this is how 
men see women jesse buckley they see her as the the issue she True. ate from the tree corrupting men and it's like oh really the men are the bad guys every man <laughs> is terrible holden you are terrible i am terrible we're all mm-hmm. awful people except alex garland yeah um it kind of reminds me of uh like i mean i don't a lot of the argument was overblown for this movie, but the 2016 Ghostbusters movie where literally every man in that was either evil or a complete idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of reminds me of that a bit. Um, but. Um, yeah, I just was like, okay. Um, the one element I did like was the, the one ambiguous thing that I thought worked for this movie was the idea that maybe... Um, I don't remember the husband's name. His death was possibly an accident. Um, mm. I did think that was interesting. Um, that it could have been because she talks about how he climbed. He went through the, the people upstairs, his apartment, and tried to come down from the balcony and maybe slipped or maybe let go. I mean, in his face, it almost looks like an accident. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that could also just be from the terror of falling, even willingly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like, oh. Interesting. That would maybe even make it harder because you wouldn't know if, like, you quote unquote pushed him to do that. I was like, mm-hmm. well, clearly, obviously, that guy's being a jerk. Yeah, just this terrible, terrible person. Um, um and all, all I gotta say, all the scenes between the husband and and Harper were extremely dramatic. <laughs> like over the, t- I'm like, this is like. It was cheesy to me how dramatic they were. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't we don't get any... I mean, not that I need, like, to see their backstory, but we don't get any sense of why, like, they were together at all or why Harper liked him at all at any point. There's, like, no inkling in there at all. Not even, like, to the point... I mean, the whole thing is that he threatens to kill himself if she leaves him, which is the reason why she, I like, hadn't at that point, I think. But... I don't know. He's just like it's it's it is so over dramatic partly cuz he is. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. Like like the guy was just a terrible guy and then mm-hmm. the whole movie's like, you know, this guy, he's pretty bad. And all the guys are too. <laughs> like, yep. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Now can we leave? <laughs> um anything else to talk about we had the friend there were like some weird like glitches where like the friend's face looks scary yeah that didn't amount to anything no no it didn't i mean the most is that then like the service went out and everything which you know what horror movie that's gonna happen cliche whatever um the I do wanna, uh, heavily foreshadowed yeah um Rory Kinnear's like main guy Jeffrey I think his name is Jeffrey? he was pretty he was entertaining yeah. like I thought he he had some good comedic moments um I, I even like the bit where he was like seemingly helping her I was like okay this is I mean he's gonna turn out to not be good but still this is kind of cool um but yeah um oh the bit where he, the guy just slices his arm in half oh yeah pulls i that that, another example of what i was saying earlier i thought that was like oh this is disturbing it's gross seemingly unrealistic but whatever i mean it's something i haven't really seen before and then 
after that, every single time the character shows up, he's just got this silly old, like, split arm, and it just, like, completely detracts from, like, the disturbing nature of that, like, <laughs> door reminded, scene. It reminded me of the hot dog fingers from yeah. everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> well, I think it's the, the priest, like, puts, like, both sides, uh, like, around her neck or something, yeah. like, on both shoulders, and it just looked so silly. Um, Yeah. Oh, uh, we didn't mention that the the kid um, just has ter- a creepy mask. A okay. creepy mask, but also just terrible looking, like <laughs> CG. Um, which, I mean, obviously you're putting like this 40, maybe even 50 year old man on this kid's body. But I had mentioned to you afterwards that of like Captain America came out like over 10 years ago and just looked way better when it did like the same thing. <laughs> Admittedly, that has more money behind it, but still, technology has evolved. Um, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say now? Uh, yeah, and then she's like texting her friend, and then it's like, "I'm already here." Bleep. Like, okay. I don't know. Is that in her head? How did he get her number? I don't care. <laughs> Can this movie just end? <laughs> <laughs> there was a moment where I thought the movie was ending too. And then mm-hmm. it didn't. And yeah, because like, oh, the song from the trailer started playing. Yeah, and slow motion stuff was happening. And, mm-hmm. and then it ends in like open-ended. Like, oh, did she kill him? Did she not? You don't even get to see anything. Which, mm-hmm. okay, whatever. What an artistic choice <laughs> for this crap movie. Um, and then the font is just impact, which that's about as lazy as the writing. The what? The font is Impact, one oh, of the default okay. fonts on any computer you ever get. Which, I didn't even notice that, that it was Impact. <laughs> which is lazy as well. Um, Are you talking about for the logo then? For all the text that's in the movie. So oh, all the okay. credit and all that stuff. Oh, impact okay. is the font. <laughs> that's funny. Which, uh, great. Um. um uh, I mean, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but the first like 20, 30 minutes or so has so much of her just wandering around in the woods. And I I think I have dissociated farther from a movie than I have in a long time because I just found like there are large chunks of that where I was just like th- actively thinking about other things. And I wasn't even thinking about how I was watching a movie and then I would kind of snap back to it and I was like, oh, yeah here in this theater watching this movie. <laughs> I didn't want to break your immersion, which I just should have because obviously you weren't paying attention. But I was like, is this movie going to get good anytime soon? <laughs> About 30 minutes in. Like, is anything going to happen? <laughs> and it's not like, compared to like X, which has a lot better subtle themes and interesting Im- imagery and the horror factor and just the fun factor of that movie is so much better. Mm-hmm. It's also a twenty-four. Yeah, and it's a slow burn, and not much happens, but it's still really interesting. What's going on? Whereas this is just, oh, let's just walk around. Nothing and it's happens. shorter. Um, it's actually a little bit longer. I think it's five is minutes. It? I thought it's, I thought X was just like an hour and a half. Hour forty-five. Oh, okay, never mind. No, I was thinking of Texas Chainsaw, which was like less than an hour twenty. I gotta watch that, Holden. You gotta come over. We gotta watch that. Maybe I, we can I do... will watch it with you. I, I, we will. I think you'll laugh at it. That it's... and Revenge of the Sith double feature, huh? All right, all right. There we go. Uh, yes, I'm done talking about this garbage movie. 
Yeah, I think I am too. I'm trying to think of like any other stupid thing that happened. And I always got to qualify it with, again, Alex Garland, great director. If I have half the talent that man has, I would be thrilled. He made a feature film with great uh, actors and actresses. There were a lot of people who worked on this who did a nice job. The cinematography is great. A lot of, I'm sure a lot of people did their jobs well. They made a feature film, which is an incredible accomplishment. I just don't think this one is uh, good in terms of the story and execution yep. on the whole. Agreed. All right. Um, then, yeah, I think that's it. All right, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. So this week, what movies did I watch? Let's see here. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay. So watched a couple movies this week. First off, uh, watched the uh, Jim Carrey Horton Hears a Who movie. (laughs) (laughs) How was that? Uh, it was okay. Um, I had never seen it before. I mean, I had seen like the old animated one from the 60s because um, it used to be on the Grinch Stole Christmas VHS that we had. So I would usually just watch that alongside Grinch Stole Christmas. But um, it, yeah, it was all right. I mean, there were some funny jokes. Jim Carrey, I, Jim Carrey was like, <laughs> you could just see him in the recording booth doing all of these lines. <laughs> like... <laughs> I could see him just being very animated while while doing a lot of that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was okay. Nothing too much to write home about. Um, I'm okay. Decent animated here. movie to pass the time. But uh, the other one I watched was just kind of out of sheer boredom and the fact that none of us could decide what to watch. Uh, me and my roommate had a friend over. We watched that new high school movie on uh, Netflix senior year. Have you seen anything about this? No. Um, it's, it's basically the concept is this cheerleader, uh, I think she's like 17 years old cheerleader. Uh, she gets like dropped or whatever. Like she does like a high flying flip during a, like a cheer performance thing and then falls and falls into a coma for 20 years, wakes up. She's rebel Wilson. She's 37 (laughs) years old. (laughs) Uh, and she, so she's mentally still like 17 and then she decides she's going to go back to high school to finish. <laughs> this sounds great. It's I like conceptually I I like it a lot more than the actual ex- I think part of it is like the the jokes are kind of cringy cuz a lot of it is like oh our, like cringe kids today are like so much more like woke and like stuff or whatever. It's Tell a lot me of that about it, Holden. <laughs> except alex garland he he understands yeah alex garland understands it's so it's just kind of like oh like oh rebel wilson can't say the r word anymore or whatever like (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that (laughs) but um like yeah it was it was okay i don't like some people seem to really hate it somewhere like oh this is like kissing booth level bad which i've never seen that i've heard those are really bad but I i it was okay it was conceptually i wish i just wish it was a little better in execution i mean very true you definitely could say the r word like 20 years ago yeah yeah definitely and a good time good good progress made on that i say yeah i I say so myself i'm against the use of the r word yeah same um 
but <laughs> I I just enjoyed you describing that movie to me. I think more than I would actually enjoy the movie. Yeah. So I'll just <laughs> keep it with that. It's it's very much like an elevator pitch movie where it's like, hey, get this. So it's a t- cheerleader. She falls, coma for 20 years, wakes up Rebel Wilson. <laughs> it reminds me of, I saw I'm watching The Boys and whenever they like, they have like the writers and directors of all the, the MCU movies of the Vought universe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, telling their pitches and it's like oh yeah a train you're leaving the seven you had a good run you know like all these stupid lines Um, (laughs) that's the vibe i'm getting yeah yeah um and then aside from that uh finished first season of better call saul really into it Um, it gets better holden that's what i hear very excited to keep going uh haven't started season two yet i'll probably start that tomorrow night um, but I've also on the side, I've completely caught up with Barry. How is that? I, I, I am in love with this show. I want you to, you need to watch this. Okay. I, it, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like breaking bad levels of good necessarily, but it it's the, it, it balances comedy and serious subjects so well. And I have legit no idea where this plot is going. Like, especially season three. Season three, I think I was looking and I think this like started coming out like four years after season two came out, and uh, which I'm sure a lot of it is due to COVID and everything. But I like there's just the shift in between season two and three. And I'm I mean, I was already like not sure where it was going at the end of season two. And now I'm just really not sure. Um, <laughs> I. I've, I think I've never been more unsure about the direction of a show, honestly, which I'm really excited for. And now that I'm on the weekly uh, wait for the next four weeks for, I think there's only, yeah, there's only four more episodes. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. Not much, of, like I said last week, not much of a time sink. Only like 30 minute episodes. There's only eight episodes a season. So so it's they're still releasing season three. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Four episodes are out right now. Ooh. Maybe I could catch up. Um, anything else, Holden? No, I don't think so. Oh, video, uh, video games. I've just been playing a lot of uh, Star Wars, Lego Star Wars still. Um, I'm on The Last Jedi now. I'm on everyone's favorite level, Canto Bite. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I'm having a lot of, I am going to hundred percent it. I really like just going around in the worlds and collecting everything. You're going to hundred percent that game. Holy I think smokes. so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I've already hundred percented Coruscant and Camino and Yavin four, I think. I mean, been to Yavin four. <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of funny that, like, literally just any move, like, any planet they briefly go to in that entire nine movies is just a full explorable planet. Crazy. Yeah. Like, episode nine, I think, alone has five planets. And I don't remember any of them from episode There's nine. Pisana and Exegol. Yeah, Exegol's the only one I remember. And the one. the one where, what's her name is that? Poe's good buddy. And, yeah, Carrie and, Russell. Yeah, and uh, the little guy. <laughs> There's what, like the, there's uh, the third desert planet where they say uh, they fly now. Pasana, Pasana. Oh, that's Pasana. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where else do they go in that movie? Um. Well, there's that. There's that one. There's the forest planet where the resistance base is. Oh yeah. What's that? Is I don't that? Know. 
That's not Pasana. I don't know. <laughs> Other Yavin. <laughs> Yavin it's just five. like Yavin and also the forest planet from Force Awakens where the resistance base is. Takodana. Sure. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how you know like all the sequ- like these sequel planet names. I only know like Chaku and Starkiller Base. Crate. Oh yeah, Crate. I know Crate. Cantobite. See? Cantobite isn't I think that's the name of the city. I don't think that's the name of the planet. You're the worst type of person, Holden. <laughs> uh, all right, Holden. What am I? I've, I've been doing some stuff. Yeah. What have you been doing? I have not watched any movies, so disregard. Other than I, did I rewatch X? No, maybe I did. That might have been before. Anywho, Holden. Oh, I did watch a movie. I watched. I always forget the movies that I watch five times when I show it in class. Uh, I watched Mr. Peabody and Sherman from 2014. Which have you seen this movie, Holden? Uh, I feel like I've seen clips. It's DreamWorks, right? Yeah, it's a good movie. It's okay. grown on me. I like it. It's got uh, some good heart. It has an amazing score. Okay. The music is so good. I'm <laughs> like, why is the music for this movie? ridiculously good um i don't remember who it's by maybe you can look that up for me real quick okay just a second uh mr peabody sherman i would recommend it that's a good kids movie it's on netflix so if you still have that if you haven't canceled yet holden if you haven't joined the bandwagon of canceling netflix i mean i'm still on my parents so yeah before they (laughs) crack down on you using your parents Mm -hmm. watch it it's a good time danny elfman did the score (laughs) i was gonna say it's it's got the bombastic <laughs> vibes to it. I'm like, it, it could be Danny Elfman. It could be Gregson, William, whatever, Newton Howard, all those hyphenated ones or dual last name ones <laughs> or middle name. I don't know. Um, yes, worth seeing, I think. Um, and it also, they go to ancient Egypt and the Trojan War and all that. So that's fun. Uh, otherwise, I TV show started a new show i'm still watching the boys when i've been exercising but when i have not been exercising i'm like i don't really see this as a good exercise show so i'm gonna check this out i've i've been curious about the show for a while so i started it holding and i'm watching hbo's rome series from the oh, mid-2000s yeah, yeah. with siren hines uh, aka mance raider aka the grandpa in belfast <laughs> as julius caesar um now I use this like BBC documentary in my class or docu movie in my class about Julius Caesar. That's like an hour long. And I think the guy in that is very good as Julius Caesar. Uh, but all the comments that I would see on YouTube were like, well, he's good, but he's not as good as Siren Hines. So I started watching this three episodes in Siren Hines really hasn't done anything. So I, mm-hmm. I don't know where to weigh in on that, but uh, it's, it's an interesting show because the like it's so the the first season is the story of Julius Caesar and his civil war against the Roman Republic, which is one of my favorite stories from history. And it's very curious that they chose to follow that story mainly through the perspective of just other people. Like I think they're made up characters. I haven't looked into it, but I'm guessing they just made up these more like ones like a soldier and ones like this. Um, noble woman or from the patrician class um and like credit to like taking a risk but also i think i'd rather just watch julius caesar like (laughs) i think that's the more interesting thing and they kind of just gloss over these very important moments in history 
that are pretty epic and it's just like yeah he's crossing the river what are we crossing a river yeah we're crossing a river the civil war is officially started so we'll see i will say the worst opening credits i've ever seen in my life they are awful they're like two minutes long it's like these animated graffiti on the walls of rome it is horrible and the music is so tacky at the beginning it is the most like oh i saw an after effects tutorial in 2005 opening credit sequence i've ever seen <laughs> and i'm not one to hit the skip intro button but i have skipped the intro after the first i well out of curiosity i watched it again the second episode and then they were the same so then i skipped it for the third and i will continue to do so maybe um, it'll be different for season two but yeah like it, oh also the Mike's daughter-in-law in Better Call Saul, which have you met her? Yeah, she's, yeah. In, the first she's in the first season. She's one of the main characters. Really, which is interesting. And another weird thing, and this will be the last thing I say about it. But so I watched this BBC documentary, which was made in 2006. So this first season came out in 2005. Then they this BBC thing came out in 2006, and one of the like Roman senators is played by the same actor who's like very distinct. Okay. old rich guy <laughs> and he plays two different people in those things <laughs> it's funny like it's just like he the other character exists in this bbc documentary but he doesn't play him he plays someone else okay who is very similar but not the same i'm like why wouldn't you just have him play the same guy weird uh he's very good in his role though so there we go that's all i gotta say about that uh video games play a little bit more fifa Return to Rise, uh, not Rise of Skywalker, but the Skywalker Saga, Lego Star Wars, yesterday finally uh, beat that level that had glitched out on me earlier, and uh, now I'm going to be chugging away at that. Otherwise, Holden, I think that is all I have. What are we doing next week? Oh, uh, Before we do do that, I, now I just thought of, um, I wanted to mention to you, in Skywalker Saga, at the end of episode six... Uh, during the speeder bike chase, the level glitched out on me. It did. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, so I didn't have auto like or aim assist on at all, and I like hitting the other speeder bikes during that bit. Or like, it's so hard without aim assist on. And I was like, okay, I, this is really difficult. But I tried it, and it got to the point where the level just stopped looping, and I like fell into a void, and I just kept dying and respawning dying and respawning and i had to restart the whole level so i turned on aim assist and then i like was able to beat it yeah it was ridiculous i was afraid that my level glitched out again because it was like caught where it was the camera was supposed to move and it Mm -hmm. stayed the same because i've already played literally most of this level already it stayed so i knew what was supposed to happen it stayed there for like six seconds i'm like are you kidding me do i have to start this again and then it finally moved over i was like okay but, yeah, uh, <laughs> just yeah, not uh, you know. Yeah, it's some, a huge game. In there, it's a huge game. They so just I'm added some free things in an update, which is nice. But, um, yeah. Uh, so next week we've got Top Gun Maverick. Finally, we can stop seeing the trailer for this movie. Thank God. Apparently, we can, it's we good. can just see the Nope trailer every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be the new Top Gun trailer. Um, but yeah, hopefully. No, I mean, hopefully we will not hate ourselves watching it. And also next week, first episode of Kenobi, right? First two. First two episodes of Kenobi. Yeah. 
So that'll be exciting. And well, I mean, we won't get through it, but Stranger Things also premieres. So we'll start. I'll start watching that at least. I will need to watch a recap of seasons one through three. <laughs> hey, I'm caught up, Holden. I have watched it. Yeah, you have. It was like a year and a half after season three came out. You finally watched all of it. Yeah. And I was still a year and a half early. Yeah, you were. <laughs> so here we are. Almost two years early. So I think I w- it was about a year after okay. it came out. Yeah, might have a little been. less than a year. So come on, Holden. <laughs> Not that bad. Anyway. Uh, all right. That's it, right? Anything else? Holden, take us home. Yeah. So if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. That's it, Jimmy. All right. Oh, I'm supposed to say my line, aren't I? I blanked on what I was supposed to say. (laughs) Just, Just say your line. Say it. I am all over the place, Holden. Clearly. Uh, yes. Adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs>